Jays fans, thanks for tuning in. This is the BJ Bus, and I am your host, Alexio. On today's podcast, I'm recapping the opening series against the Tigers on the offensive and pitching side of things, as well as a new term from the Dixon Baseball Dictionary. And as always, a prospect Jays fans need to keep an eye open for. He's on the roster, and his name is Billy McKinney. Boy, oh boy, does it feel good to be watching games that actually mean something. But dang, do I miss Dunedin day in and day out. I mean, I'm nursing a bit of a cold thanks to the weather changes here in Toronto. One day it's sunny and warm. The next, there's snow on the ground and I'm digging through my closet for long johns. The things that I would do for the 90 degree weather that I was complaining about so much. But hey, that's Canada for you. But you guys here to listen about the Jays, not me, complain about the weather. And the Jays are now sitting at 500 to start the season as they split the series against the Tigers over the weekend. Home opener, they lost in extras, following up with back-to-back wins and dropping the final game once again in extra frames. Now, I said it before and I would, that I do not want to be negative. But here's the thing. The Jays' bats just do not seem to be waking up until they get at least two licks through the lineup. So far to this point of the season, the Jays are just 1-36 through their first trip up to the plate, and that one hit was Brandon Drury's triple. And that's against the Detroit Tigers team, who is projected to be one of the worst teams in baseball. Hell, Jordan Zimmerman had a perfect game through seven innings, a guy who would be on back-end rotation piece for most of the rotations in the majors. Kevin Pillar, our everyday center fielder, has just one hit in 16 at-bats, and Teoscar Hernandez, who had the best spring for the Jays, is sitting at 2-10 while batting in the middle of the lineup. Right now, from the looks of things, our best hitter so far has been Richard Arania, who's only seen action in today's game. There's no reason why this Jays team, why this Jays team shouldn't be able to get off to a solid start, especially against teams like the Tigers and upcoming the Orioles. There's no question after the first four games that you really can't be too concerned. I mean, it's only the start of the season, but from what I've seen so far, no one's really been taking some solid hacks at the plate. If you're not able to go ahead and get a run or two in the first three innings, you're just adding extra pressure onto your rotation. And the rotation has by far been the best part of this team to this point of the season. Now, yeah, we're only four games in, but with what we've seen, you got to get the sticks going to have the added run support to alleviate all this pressure for the guys that are on the starting rotation. There's no question of a doubt that the starters have been the best part of this team. The ball pen has gave up the only set of runs. Also, we haven't really seen much action on, on in terms of getting a hit, like I said, past the first three innings of work. I was the home opener for the Jays. And a couple of guys, they're like, this team is just fielding a bunch of minor leaguers. Now, they're not fielding a bunch of minor leaguers, mind you. There are some talented players on this roster, and it can take some time to get things going. But hopefully it's sooner rather than later, because quite frankly, I had the Jays winning 16 games in April. Because they are not facing the Yankees, and they're facing the Red Sox just twice in April. So there's no reason why this team shouldn't be able to get 16 wins under their belt. And that's going to be largely in part to the rotation. Like I said, 
you have to add run support to help alleviate the workload the starters face, especially in a game where a guy like Sanchez throws 90 pitches in five innings of work. The Orioles series is going to be interesting to see, but they need to get some timely hits without a doubt. And get on the board early because it's unlikely the rotation is going to continue the trend of not allowing any runs to start a game. The Jays' rotation has been nothing short of spectacular. The only takeaway might be Stroman's opener where he started three innings off by allowing a walk before settling down in the innings. Otherwise, it was some of the best pitching we've seen from Jays' rotation in a long time. And we all understand they were playing the Tigers, so there's that. But Stroman went seven while striking out seven and six ground ball outs. His start, I was thinking to myself at home opener, hey, I just might be right if this guy can continue his dominance of getting hitters to ground out and lead the league once again in ground ball percentage. Matt Shoemaker came in in the second game, and he followed up by replicating Stroman's start, going seven, while striking out seven, allowing just two hits and two walks. Now, in the previous podcast, I sat down with Adam Corsair from South of the Six, and we talked about Shoemaker and how he's got the potential of being the second best pitcher on this rotation. I'm not denying that without a doubt. He definitely does have the potential, and I keep saying it time and time again, if Shoemaker stays healthy, there's a chance he could help a push for the wild card spot if the bats in fact wake up. He himself had a solid ground ball percentage. Aaron Sanchez, you could say, had the toughest outing for all Blue Jays players in the rotation. He threw 90 pitches through a five innings of work, had a 1.20 whip, and struck out six. But Sanchez's stuff looked like his old self. In the first inning, Sanchez's fastball sat at 95 miles an hour and topped out at 97, and even put his breaking ball to work, throwing his curveball 16 times. Something we're not used to seeing him do in the past, so it's nice to see the staff helping him round out the little things. But it was the rookie who had the best performance out of any guy on the rotation for the Jays. Trent Thornton, a guy who I was big on coming out of spring, pitches one of the best pitching performances by a Jay in their debut. He punched out eight, which took the record for most by a Jay in their debut, while allowing two hits through five innings of work. There's no question of a doubt he's going to be getting another start, maybe two, depending on what happens with Barucki. And if he does well against Cleveland, and he does get a start against the Bow Sox in the middle of April, there's a very good chance he's going to get another few starts and stick with the team, possibly, pushing Clayton Richard to the pen. The Jays starters have thrown 24 innings of work and yet to give up a run. And the best stat that's come out of all four of these games, the Jays pitchers combined to strike out 50 Tigers batters over four games. A franchise record. The last team to hold that record was Houston, who struck out 48 during a four-game series in July of 2013. The pitching, like I said, has been the most dominant, and the bats need to wake up. We can't have teams come in like the Tigers and take advantage of the lack of experience for the offensive side of things. It's only going to be a matter of times before Jays fans are going to be screaming for Vladdy to come up, which is going to be soon enough here, if it's going to continue to go this way. And like I said, Kevin Pillar has only got one hit through 16 at-bats. Jays fans, I said it in a previous podcast, just be prepared. He's not going to be on this roster, I think, by May. And it's going to be really, really sad. We talk about him being a leader in this clubhouse. They've already moved Kendry's Morales. You know, that was a big leader that they, they moved to Oakland. A lot of players were 
expressing their feelings towards that trade because they lost a leader in the clubhouse. And it definitely looks like Kevin Pillar is the next guy out because from the sounds of thing, Anthony Alford is just sitting here in Toronto waiting for that opportunity to be on this roster, but he's not on the 25-man roster. So I think it's it's safe to say that Shapiro and Atkins Co. are really, really looking to move Pilar so they can make that open spot for Alfred to come back onto the 25 roster this season. So it won't be, it'll just be a matter of time before we do in fact see Kevin Pilar being moved from the Jays. And he even said it's a part of the business, you know, he, he looked up to Kobe Bryant. He's one of those guys that, you know, he wanted to spend his whole life with a franchise. Unfortunately, though, it's the nature of the business. It doesn't really happen in baseball that one guy gets to spend his whole career anymore because, and the guy who right now on this roster is the guy that I'm talking about on Prospect Watch, Billy McKinney. He's going to be the guy who looks to take Kevin Pillar out of the roster. As many know, Billy came over in the J-Hop deal along with Brandon Drury. Billy's a very toolsy outfielder who has the potential to be an everyday player for the Jays. In spring... He's seen 61 plate appearances, batting 260, and he hit three homers and six RBIs. His role on this Jays roster this year looks to be time-splitting time with Teoscar Hernandez and left. Now, like I said, with the possibility of KP leaving the team by May, there's a very good chance Billy will be in the center field role, and we'll see Alfred as well. But the Jays are very high on Hernandez, so he's going to probably stay in left because of his bat. But McKinney is a guy who you look can look to rely on in the outfield day in and day out because of his defensive abilities. He's had some great flashes of defensive plays and getting to the gap and had some remarkable throws in spring. In the Yankees organization, he was in a bit of a jam and Shapiro and Atkins did a great job of landing this trade. I think it was one of the best trades that has been made within this Jays organization within the last two years. Because McKinney is a guy who, like I said, could be an everyday guy on lesser value teams in the majors, but also the Jays. But overall, McKinney looks to have all the right tools to be a decent middle of the lineup hitter who legs out those tough doubles, all while still getting on base over 320 because of his eye for the strike zone. If the Jays' bats need to get going, don't be surprised if this is the guy who's going to get it going for the Jays. But that being said, I would love nothing more to see the bats get going. I think that we're all missing that right now. At the home opener, guys were sitting around. Everybody around was like, this is a boring game. You know, it was a very quick game, to mind you, mind you nonetheless. But there is that lack of excitement. Um, the attendance was one of the lowest in, in a home opening series for the Jays. I'm going to talk about that on the next podcast because I feel like that's going to continue against the Orioles. So I'm going to talk about the attendance coming up shortly here on the next podcast. Um, and I also want to let you guys know that from now on, rather than me doing a podcast each and every day, I'm just going to do a podcast recapping each and every series for the Jays and where I think this team is going to be heading following that series and the guys that you know we should look out for and you know, add some fantasy value as well, because that's a lot of uh, guys that listen to podcasts. They want to listen to podcasts for the fantasy purposes. So I'm going to give those insights as well. But like I said, I'm going to be recapping the games after the series are done. And on that note, lastly, as always, one more term from the Dixon Baseball Dictionary. War. 
War is a non-standardized sabermetric baseball stat developed to sum up a player's total contributions to his team. That's a great stat for a guy that we're ultimately going to miss in Kevin Pillar, who's had a 10.3 war for the Jays. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the BJ Bus. Like I said, I'm going to be recapping the series after the Orioles and see where this team goes and continue my predictions for the Jays. Also, I am going to be doing one more giveaway by the end of April. So stay tuned for that if you're listening in. That's going to be on Instagram and Twitter at TBJBus. I am your host, Alexio. Thanks for tuning in. Take care.